This is episode 5 of SEO Snippets for March 27, 2020. Today we're covering just two articles again, the first being how to pause your business online in Google Search, posted on the Google Webmaster blog today, and the second, coronavirus ad blocking is starving some news sites of revenue, posted by BuzzFeed News. First article for today, how to pause your business online in Google search. Very important if you've been affected by uh, coronavirus closures in your city or country. Uh, Getting to know how you can pause your business is going to be obviously of use to you. Uh, So this was posted on Thursday, March 26, 2020. Uh, And it starts off, as the effects of the coronavirus grow, we've seen businesses around the world looking for ways to pause their activities online. The outlook of coming back and being present for your customers. Here's an overview of our recommendations of how to pause your business online and minimize impacts with Google search. These recommendations are applicable to any business with an online presence, but particularly for those who have paused the selling of their products or services online. Recommended, limit site functionality. If your situation is temporary and you plan to reopen your online business, we recommend you keeping your site online and limiting the functionality. For example, you might mark items as out of stock or restrict the cart and checkout process. This is the recommended approach since it minimizes any negative effects on your site's present in search. People can still find your products, read reviews, or add wish lists so they can purchase at a later time. It's also a good practice to, number one, disable the cart functionality. Disabling the cart functionality is the simplest approach and doesn't change anything for your site's visibility in search. Number two, tell your customers what's going on. Display a banner or pop-up div with appropriate information for your users so that they're aware of the business's status. Mention any known or unusual delays, shipping times, pickup or delivery options. Number three, update your structured data. If your site uses structured data, that schema maybe for some of you, such as products, books or events, make sure to adjust it appropriately, reflecting the current product availability or changing events to be cancelled. If your business has a physical storefront, update local business structured data to reflect your current opening hours. Number four, check your Merchant Center feed. If you use Merchant Center, follow the best practices for the availability attribute. Number five, tell Google about your updates. To ask Google to recrawl a limited number of pages, for example, the home page, use Google Search Console. For a larger number of pages, for example, asking Google to crawl all of your product pages again, use your sitemap to direct Google. There are some not recommended uh, scenarios here. Number one is uh, disabling the whole website. Google says, as a last resort, you may decide to disable the whole website. This is an extreme measure that should only be taken for a very short period of time. Brackets, a few days at most, close brackets, as it will otherwise have significant effects on the website in search, even when implemented properly. If you decide that you need to do this, again, which we don't recommend, here are some options. Number one, if you need to urgently disable the site for one to two days, then return an 
informational error page with a 503 HTTP result code instead of all content. If you're not sure how to do that, you may need to speak to your developer on how to implement this correctly. Number two, if you need to disable a site for a longer time, then provide an indexable homepage as a placeholder for users to find in search by using the 200 HTTP status code. In other words, make sure you have a functioning homepage for your website. And number three, if you quickly need to hide your site in search while you consider the options, you can temporarily remove it from search. Now, Google doesn't say this in the blog, but as another aside, I highly, highly do not recommend that. Um, but it is your decision at the end of the day. Speak to whoever your SEO professional is or a developer or both uh, about the options there. Back to the article. Proceed with caution. To elaborate why we don't recommend disabling the whole website, here are some of the side effects. Number one, your customers won't know what's happening with your business if they can't find your business online. Number two, your customers can't find or read first-hand information about your business and its products and services. Number three, knowledge panels may lose information like contact phone numbers and your site's logo. Number four, search console verification will fail and you will lose all access to information about your business in search meaning you will not be able to access your business in search console to see any data and number five is ramping back up after a prolonged period of time will be significantly harder if your website needs to be re-indexed first additionally it's uncertain how long this would take and whether the site would appear similarly in search afterwards other things that you should consider. One, if you hold events, look over the new properties for making them virtual, postponed, or canceled. Number two, review the guidance from Google My Business on how to change your business hours or indicate temporary closures. Number three, review the resources from Google for Small Business on how to communicate with customers and employees for working remotely and modifying advertising campaigns. And number four, understand how to recommend changes of your to your Google's knowledge panel or how to claim it if you haven't already. I say that again, understand how to recommend changes to your Google knowledge panel or how to claim your Google knowledge panel if you haven't already. There are of course many more details and FAQs on this blog post that's on the Google Webmasters blog. It's at webmasters.googleblog.com. It should be the latest post there. It was posted Yesterday, Thursday, March the 26th, 2020. Our second post for today is brought to you by BuzzFeed News and Craig Silverman. It's entitled, Coronavirus ad blocking is starving some news sites of revenue. New data reveals how a major company's COVID-19 ad keyword blocking starves the news media during a global pandemic. This was last updated today, March 27, 2020, uh, but was originally posted yesterday, March 26, uh, at 2.02 p.m. Now, depending on the side of the fence you sit on here with uh, large media or websites, this may be good news for you, it may be bad news for you. Uh, there are also uh, probably a few opportunities here if you read closely between the lines. So the article continues and says the coronavirus pandemic has inspired an unprecedented surge in news readership. 
but it hasn't created a concurrent surge in advertising revenue, starving news organisations of the resources they desperately need in a time of crisis. Advertisers are pulling back what they are spending and refusing to allow their ads to be placed next to stories that report on the pandemic. Fears that its ads would appear next to news stories about the coronavirus pandemic led one major global brand to drastically reduce the number of digital ads it placed on the websites of the New York Times, CNN, USA Today and the Washington Post in March. In total, more than 2 million ads were blocked from appearing on these sites in the first three weeks of the month. The data paints the first specific picture of how a broad advertiser pullout has damaged the bottom lines at news sites. At the same time as readership on those sites has spiked. The data showed high ad block rates for the brand in March on dozens of global news sites including Der Spiegel, The Guardian, Canada's Global News and BuzzFeed News. So far this month, the brand's ads were blocked more than 35 million times across more than 100 news sites in 14 countries. A source who declined to be named for fear of professional repercussions provided BuzzFeed News with ad placement data for a major product division within a global Fortune 15 company. Sorry, Fortune 50 company. The company which cannot be named due to the risk of exposing the source typically spends roughly $3 million a month advertising its products on news and technology sites. Many advertisers use lists of sensitive or controversial keywords to avoid placing ads and spending their ad dollars adjacent to content that they consider unsafe for their brands. But the addition of coronavirus related terms to these keyword blacklists has choked off revenue as publishers struggle to capitalize on soaring audiences amidst catastrophic revenue declines. On Tuesday, David Cohen, the president of industry group Interactive Advertising Bureau, said that blocking ads on coronavirus content threatens public safety Solid fact-based reporting educates, informs, and saves lives, he wrote in Business Insider. Every dollar you spend on credible news sites helps saves lives. In March, Integral Ad Science, an ad verification company that works with, brand to, with the brand to improve the quality of its ad placements, automatically blocked 309,726, roughly 36%, of ads the brand attempted to place on the New York Times website. In January, in January only 3% were blocked and in February only 6%. 34% of the ads the company attempted to place on USA Today's websites were blocked in March as were 45% of those on the Washington Post's website and 29% on CNN's website. In total nearly 2.2 million ads for this mystery brand were blocked from appearing. The New York Times declined to comment. Representatives for the Washington Post, USA Today and CNN did not respond. The high March block rates extended beyond these outlets. On Wednesday, BuzzFeed CEO Jonah Peretti announced the company would be cutting employee pay in an effort to stave off layoffs. Quote, we are not seeing any issues related to keyword blocking in digital ads, nor are we seeing a dip in programmatic revenue overall said Matt Mittenthal, Director of Communications for BuzzFeed News. Coronavirus is now the most blocked keyword in the IAS system, recently surpassing Trump as of the middle of March. The system had over 3,000 advertisers blocking the term coronavirus, 
According to a company spokesperson, IAS blocked 1.36 billion ads so far in March, up from 64 million in February. It is possible that this is a temporary measure as brands evaluate their stance on appearing adjacent to this type of content, said an IAS spokesperson. So there you have it from BuzzFeed. A huge mystery brand who we they cannot name has started to pull back um, its advertising on these major news publication websites. Now reading between the lines here, obviously if you own a brand that can afford advertising on these type of websites and you don't mind being posted next to coronavirus uh, related content, this could be a huge opportunity here to gain some very much needed um, brand awareness uh, around potentially your brand in total, your products if they are relatable, your services, whatever. In any case, that's all I have for you today. It is Friday, the 27th of March, 2020. Hope you all have a good weekend. If you like and enjoy this podcast, please share and subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at Patrick Herbert Zero. I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, I'm open to any and all feedback. This is a new uh, experience for me. Uh, if you are my one of my very few listen th- listeners at this time, thank you so much.